How's it going, everybody? It's Tim from the Northern Perspective Podcast. It's been a while. Um, I felt like uh, I've been wanting to make podcasts for a long time, but I just like, uh, I don't know, there's been lots of going on, and uh, yeah, we'll work into that, And but it, uh, I don't think I have too many listeners anyway. It's not like it's a huge deal, but um, for this, for myself... It's always for myself anyway, right? <clears throat> it's practice, it's talking, it's learning. Um, yeah. So I hope everyone's been doing good, and uh, I hope everyone's... Um, anybody who's been listening in the past uh, about, you know, Bitcoin and whatever, Luna and all that stuff, um, I hope uh, <laughs> hope all this FUD and everything that's been going on isn't, uh, isn't getting yet at all this stuff, because... Uh, you know what I mean? Don't be uh, discouraged there because uh, you didn't get rich in uh, two minutes. But um, I was, uh, I'm was i actually listening to this guy named Dave Ramsey, and uh, it's called Baby Step Millionaire. But I've been listening to his radio show for a long time. My buddy, he had recommended that to me. So I've been listening to that for well over maybe maybe a year now and um they always talk about these baby steps and everybody calls and oh my baby step number one or two or whatever the hell and uh they go into the stories and blah 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 but uh, i finally said uh maybe i'll check it out and uh, i got a free another credit this morning on audible so i said well i'm gonna just uh grab that baby step millionaire and hopefully that will help influence me a little bit and uh, just you know it's about knowledge getting better um i'm not rich and uh, you know i don't even think i know too many personally rich people but um yeah i'm not rich so i just like to it's not goals to become a millionaire it sticks to goals to become um you know financially educated and you know baby steps right so yeah, and a millionaire is the end goal, obviously, but uh, that's not a quick thing. Like, the point of this whole story is that it takes 17 years, is what he says, the average length for someone to become a millionaire. It's a long fucking time. So, you know, you have to do the, do the work, <clears throat> do the baby steps, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you can learn um, and become a millionaire, but... Anyways, that's not important. You shouldn't be thinking about that stuff unless you're really, you know, goal-oriented in that sense of you want to become a millionaire as quick as possible. But, you know, if everybody doing crypto and everything, that could become a quick thought that, oh, I've seen somebody become a millionaire real quickly. But, well, no, that's not very often. And uh, it's a long game. It's a long game, too. You just have to believe in whatever fucking crypto you're into because there's so many... And like Luna had brought down the whole um, crypto sort of economy back, uh, I don't even know what month it was now, but it was quite a while ago this year and um, took down kind of a lot of um, uh, a lot of the big chunk of the, the crypto enthusiasts and uh, it killed out, you know, and uh, a lot of money was drained out of crypto it's, um, this year. So it's been uh, volatile and that's, that's what it's always been. It's what it's always been, and from what I gather, I've only been into crypto for so long. And, uh, sorry, I'm making all this friggin' noise. I'm not going to be editing <coughs> editing this, so it's just a waste of time. And, uh, yeah, so lots of things have been changing for me. 
I had a bit of a time. I, you know, I think I said at the very last part of the last podcast that the next little bit of my life is going to be pretty interesting. And uh, <clears throat> I don't say interesting in the fact that it's going to be super fun and, and, and you know, all these good times. It's, that's not the case. It's like a, interesting in the fact that it's, uh, I have to deal with something and it's not very fun. And um, I just call that interesting you know <laughs> complicated and um and uh i don't really i have to you know i don't like dealing with too complicated stuff i don't think anybody does and um and it sucks so yeah so things have been uh you know up and down but um right now i think um i think things are going really good um i guess you know it doesn't really matter, but I did find a new job, which has been very positive for me. And it's not its not the work or anything. The work's good, too, but it's the people that I'm around. And um, it's been a real help, a help to have people who are the same, same part of their life kind of as me and um, same sort of goals and drive and I think they follow the same sort of you know not not follow but they they have the same sort of um, moral you know stand as me in a little way in a way right I I don't think that that doesn't sound right but there's good good people who just want to you know be nice and and not and be very inclusive and you know not hide things and just are very open and explain things and they're just easy to work with you know easy to work with and and good people so yeah because i hadn't really got into my whole story too openly on on on, on the podcast here because i don't really want to let too too much out it's not really worth it and um not too too interesting but let's just say i had a really weird job and uh it was disgusting it was a disgusting job that had um ups and downs too it wasn't always disgusting it was also it had good times and but i would say 80 percent of the time it was um it was you know not in line with my goals and values and I kind of just put up with it and until it was too much. And it was very weird. Um, the whole situation was very, very weird. Not something that um, usually happens to people. Not, not the normal thing that usually happens at a workplace. And um, I'm not going to go into too much discussion about it because... I don't like I said it's, it's not fun and, and I hate it. Um, it was very bad and 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 it, and it wasn't in line with my true goals and values. And you know, I keep you know I keep saying that, but that's what I've been working on, you know. And and that's what you have to focus on. It's not about uh, you know. The, anything else it's not about uh, him or her or whatever it's about you and um, what's in line with your goals and values and and it's um, and that's what's you know sometimes it's the, <laughs> the hardest thing to live by because um, 
constantly people will be trying to uh, change that and have their two cents. So you have to learn how to deal with these people. And um, you know what? <clears throat> I dealt with it enough, and I do have good experience with dealing with very strange people. And, um, you know, it's good. It's good. It's over with, but I, I'm done dealing with that, and now everything else is, um, you know, hunky-dory, I guess, you know? Just get out of that. And um, so, yeah, I found a new job that's more enlightened with my goals and values. Uh, not as good as a job, really. You know, it's not as good as a job. Um, Long-term benefits aren't that good. Long-term um, job security's not that good either. So, you know, but that doesn't matter because, um, you know, I'm staying true to my goals and values and um, it's such a hard thing to do when I'm constantly dealing with that. Um, but, you know, because you, you do feel bad and, you know, sometimes you wish things were different and you wish you didn't, you know, wish, like I said in the past podcast, it's always good to look the other way, you know, avoid, you know, confrontation in any way, avoid, um, 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 you know, getting involved in, in anything that's um, not in line with your goals and values. I should, that's you know that's so wrong. I, not, I didn't mean it like that. I, it's more like I'll look the look the other way when um, when it has nothing to do with you, and it might affect somebody else. That you know what I mean? Like unless it's something serious, you know. Like, but um, it's such a that's such a hard thing. It's such a hard thing to talk about, but you know. Um, and that's not actually an honest thing to do, you know. You should always do the right thing, and 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 deal with that. That's 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 the smart way to do it. That's the smart way to. Do it. So I'm, I'll go back, you know. I'm still learning here, and and that's something that I'm always going to be learning. And uh, you know, so you know, always try to do the right thing, and and. And then things will go better. But, um, you know, it's better to face your fears head on in a way, you know. Um, but at some point, you know, if you're like, um, you're not willing to deal with that and it's just too much for you, then um, that's, uh, that's another thing too. It's just sometimes you need to run. And um, fight or flight you know sometimes um you just want to you know fly away and get out of there and um do something that's you know more in line with your goals and values and you feel safe and that's what's important yeah so yeah i don't know i'm sorry i'm rambling and blah 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 it doesn't matter I, I've been paying for this, um, our, my prescript, my subscription there for the podcast. Still, even though I haven't done it in like, I don't even know now, four, four or five months maybe. So, and that sucks because it's something I really want to do, and I just haven't had. I didn't even want to like plug it in, and you know, I just wanted to 
plug you know plug it in but like i said things right now are just i'm feeling so happy in certain ways you know i just i'm happy things are changing for the better and um you know the things you know things happen for a reason and um and you know, none of us are perfect and none of us are in the best health in the best state of mind or whatever but you know as long as you stay you know true to yourself and you know your goals and values then you know you're going to get by and um in the best way possible and i'm no way i'm like i shouldn't even I, i'm not talking like i'm a you know a psychologist uh, you know a psychologist or whatever um because i'm not because um like i see a psychologist you know and you know they're trying to instill these <laughs> these ideas right now that i'm talking about into me so staying true to your goals or values you know you can't change things you know you can't think your way out of things you know but the weird thing is even with my psychologist that they never tell me to really they never really help me to to fight you know they encourage the flight part which is weird so i don't know what that kind of you know i don't know what that instills in me either is that the psychologist never helped me fight you know so that's kind of weird and not in a fight in a way it's just more like you know um um just guide you in the direction of you know um you know not just your the best thing for you but like develop skills where you can you know fight back and that's kind of weird but and um so that's one thing i had to work with but i think it's just a progressive thing anyway maybe i'm just that baby step fucking for that so but it doesn't matter you know all these things are working together um you know and um you know things are going really good right now you know i'm staying on a you know a consistent schedule you know things are going great um you know we're trying our best you know me and my wife and, and we're kids we try our best you know it's it's actually when we moved up here we didn't have much help and i keep saying that and we did have we did find some help actually and that was in the, you know my our parents and stuff like that and um they did help and, and you know that's important but it, we we kind of just do this alone up here for you know the other 95 percent of the time and um so it's tough and it's a lot on us me and my wife you know because you got to work and you got to do things and you got to pay the bills and you know you got to work a little bit extra and there's only so much time in the day you live far away from your job you know you can you can start adding a couple hours to your day on top of an eight hour day and plus if there's you know say extra hours or if there's something you know like an overtime um you know opportunity you know you're looking at extending your day you know into you know 12 hours 13 hours and you know by the time you get home it's 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 already bedtime like today like like for instance like for me today like um i had to pick up my i had to pick up our vehicle and um 
that which is a half an hour in the opposite direction of my work. So I had to go get my vehicle in the morning and then um, then drive about, um, it takes it a bit, an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. And um, back to work, right? So then I worked um, my eight hours, plus I stayed um, an extra few hours. And now, so I left at, you know, I left at 8 a.m. And I was back at um, 8 p.m. So, you know, and I, and I was lucky today because I had to go in a little bit late because I had to get the vehicle. So still a 12-hour day, you know what I mean? It's no matter what. And so, you know, staying consistent, being reliable is so important to my true goals and values, you know. So that's very important to me to be consistent, you know. And with this sort of system and my new job and the way they, they are and the way the people are around, um, it's making it very possible and very good for me to to live a normal life. Yeah, and that's, um, <laughs> it sounds, you know, it sounds weird, but, you know, it's about your surroundings. You know, your life is about your, if you're working a job, I mean, unfortunately, some of us have to, you know, that um, it's important that um, not only you like the job, but, you know, you like the goals and the values of the company you're working with. The people around you are so important. Like, the guy I work with now, like, I can talk about this because nobody fucking listens and I'm not getting too in detail anyway and nobody knows a fucking thing about me. Um, but... You know, the guy I'm working with now is so cool. You know, he's not involved in any, he doesn't really drink. He doesn't do any drugs. He, he's family oriented. Um, I mean, he coaches uh, sports, um, uh, super solid guy. He's um, worked at the same job here for a long time. He's super, um, you know, he takes ownership. Um, he takes, you know, so he's a good person. And, um, you know, we have a lot in common and and it's the positive things that we have in common like you know and some things are even more strange like you know we're common common um commonalities with our families in our in our home lives too where he kind of grew up um not on the rich side but um and his um his wife was the more consistent family and um that's kind of the way our, my family has been and um, you know my wife's family has been very consistent and um, reliable and normal and um, good people and then um, sort of, and then they've always lived in the same place you know never moved around a million times always went to the same schools and you know lived in the same area worked the same jobs forever and um, you know so and then the um, my side's more like, um, you know, we've been moving around a lot and, you know, it's not so, you know, it's just me, my mom, and, you know, it's like, that's different. You know, he, my mom did a good job and, um, and all that, um, but it was, it's obviously, it's different. You know what I mean? So that's fine. It just makes you who you are. And so that's the commonality that me and him had, but um, we didn't grow up like completely like pampered and uh, given everything and rich and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and that's, you know, that makes us who we are. 
you know what I mean? And um, so it's cool to have those commonalities that, uh, you know, are social you know, social economic status or whatever, um, growing up and, you know, the family life. And, um, but he's even more like, um, family oriented than I am. I'm like, wow, like this, that's good. You know, so that's, I have something to learn, you know, to be a better father and, um, which is awesome. This is, you know, it's good, right? Um, very good, very important to be around someone like that, you know, and, um, you know, and you push things off each other, right? So what I've noticed is, um, you know, Buddy's more, um, like, Buddy knows a lot of stuff, and, um, but he's not so, like, mechanically inclined away, right? So he does job very good, you know, and um, we're just maintenance people, right? So he does his job very good, and, you know, he's, he knows what he's doing, but when it comes to more the detail-oriented stuff or how to fix something, like, physically then it's a different ball game right so some people are very inclined to cut measure you know grind fucking you know measure something perfectly and um you know make sure that's everything's good and some people are just nervous maybe um and that's fine but you know some people are very good at something else and we're all you know so that's why it works because he's not he's good at doing his job and i'm also good at doing like mechanical stuff so that it works out that we kind of work together on this stuff and we're both, you know, working together on it. So it works out good, you know, so, and like I said, this company is more in line with my goals, my values, um, you know, you know, obviously there's problems with everything, right? And I don't see the whole story obviously right now, but, um, you know, for me right now, everything's going good and I stay consistent. I'm very happy. I try to be a smile for everybody. Um, I don't. I don't put my my fears and anxiety on anybody, and um, I don't want people to know that I have those problems. So I'm good at hiding and masking my emotions, um, how I feel, you know. So like how I like anxiety and say like nobody knows. Like oh, Tim's pretty relaxed but it took years of practice for me to figure out a way to um you know enable those uh, you know those ways to block things out but you know I, it's all in my head you know so I, I stay in my head and I don't I don't let people in there so if you just um that's the that's the that's the weird thing right so very happy and um you know I don't want people to know like hey He's all anxious and, uh, you know, he doesn't exactly know everything. And um, you know, cause I don't, you know, I don't claim to know everything. So I'm very, I never try to be, you know, oh, oh this is the exact answer, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, well, maybe this could be, you know, an, uh, a different option. You know, so there's always ways to go about that, you know, and being flexible and not be so abrupt and angry and, and mean about it. But it's like, you know. There's another angle, like, uh, and I hate saying that, but um, like another angle, like, you know, what if we try it this way? You know, your way is definitely right, but maybe we could try it this way. And that's a very important thing, you know. I like to, you know, be flexible, and I like to, you know, not be so stern and assertive, um, you know, because um, that comes off as fucking egotistical, egotistical, egotistical and uh just arrogant 
arrogant and I don't like being like that I hate arrogant people and they make uh, make it harder life is too short to be all miserable which I'm not but um, yeah so things are going okay there works going good trying my best to uh, you know be more be reliable and consistent and and that's uh, so important to me right now family because I've gone through too much and um, people around me actually get affected by by the uh, by you too eh yeah people around you actually get affected <laughs> by uh, by everything you do too so and I'm not all uh, I don't know, like I'm not all mopey and sad like I'm not like that I'm not really you know it's not like that. It's more like, you know, I have a lot of things to think about and I'm trying to think myself out of it. And <laughs> you can't do that. And uh, like, you can't think yourself out of everything. And, um, you know, you have to do action, apparently. <laughs> so my action was like quitting my job. Yeah. My action was actually doing that. So was it fight or flight? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to talk to my psychologist about that. <laughs> so that's an interesting um, spin on what I was talking about earlier. But yeah, so um, I've been listening to like Guns N' Roses there religiously, like every day. Um, actually, not actually not for the past since I've. Um, not for about a month now um i kind of stopped it but if there was like f five months whatever that was just like straight guns and roses every day that was the only thing i wanted to listen to it's so good <laughs> it's such good music like um i don't know if you'd ever just get a chance like listen to you know the guns and guns and roses collection and just listen to all the music like Listen to the songs, the the lyrics, Axl Rose's crazy vocals. Um, he's such a good vocalist. Like, I mean, obviously not as much anymore, but he could still hit some crazy notes nowadays. Um, he's got a very broad range of uh, sound, uh, vocal range, which is amazing. And back then, it was even better because he was younger and, uh, you know, he could get way higher pitches. And, uh, but his singing was just fucking crazy. Um, all the whole band, obviously, like, slashing them. But the music itself, if you, like, p just put it all together and just, if you, like, if you're a guitar player, a musician, if you just put all the parts together and you, you can understand it all, it's such a crazy, amazing music. It's just, like, it's just the way everything works is just kind of cool. And obviously, it's all based off old music, too. Like, everybody just rips each other off. Like, they listen to, you know, um, use your, what's it called? Uh, Appetite for Destruction. There's obviously songs there that are so similar to, say, ACDC or whatever. But, you know, that's how rock and roll is. We all like to hear what's familiar. And <clears throat> but that album is amazing. Like, um, and all of Guns N' Roses there. 
even all the shittier like songs that you wouldn't think so the mu- the music's pretty good and uh like loose and um you know the song like just everybody knows like paradise city and i figured well maybe i'll try to play some of that on the guitar obviously i can't play that uh you know like stupid extended solo that's just so you know it's not like it's fast just like you know who you can't copy that sound it's just like pentatonics and uh and whatever and you know you can kind of sort of play around with that section of the song but who knew who would learn the exact solo unless you had like a lot of time but for the main riff and um you know take me down to the paradise that part with the chorus and the, the intro and uh um you know that part in the dent to 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 the dent like it's just so crazy and if you actually like if you if you're like if you're musically inclined if you listen to that you're like wow that's like a super metal riff and um there's all these like chromatic notes and uh all these little things that you would hear like Pantera song or something like that but it just goes take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty it's just like it's just so amazing and uh and uh, I've never noticed that before I thought it was just some riff but I sort of broke down the main riff and I'm like oh wow this is like pretty metal like and for a song like that that's played like everywhere it's a stadium song like paradise city everybody knows paradise city everybody knows welcome to the jungle everybody knows sweet child of mine stuff like that it's always like playing at like you know sports arenas and blah 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 and so i don't know so for that period of my time my life there i was just like so into guns and roses which is kind of like you know reminiscent of my like you know earlier years and my teens um, you know, super into Guns N' Roses. Like I remember learning that those riffs way, way back. Um, but I never really played like, say, Paradise City or any of that song. It was more like Night Train, and um, I got like a, I got good at say like, Night Train. Uh, it's so easy. Um, uh, you know, Mr. Brownstone. You know, those songs are sort of like easy to play, and even the guitar solos aren't too bad. But uh, you know. The Sweet Child of Mine and stuff like that. But the solo, even for that, uh, I've never really dissected it enough to, to, to nail that one. But it's definitely possible. But, uh, yeah, Guns N' Roses. And um, such good music, you know. That loose sound and uh, and their story. And um, just kind of cool. And, um, you know, I don't think any, any of those metal bands hair metal bands didn't even compare at all like if you listen to la guns and you know motley Motley crew is a better one but uh you know those bands they they didn't even touch guns and roses you know not just the infamy but the 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 music itself wasn't as good you know um and they all they all lived on you know in california there and doing that sunset strip bullshit but you know gnr was uh and still is fucking just amazing and and uh i just got obsessed with it and uh and i love all music which is which is silly like i love all like everything sometimes i listen to like super heavy metal when i'm feeling like it and then i'll go boom country and then you know then boom punk rock and and then whatever so i'll go into all these different things but uh yeah gnr hit the spot there and it's funny i'm bringing that up but uh yeah gnr was uh 
good to me. And uh, a lot of the songs, you know, the lyrics are, you know, different. But uh, and I told my wife there, like, uh, you know, Mr. Brownstone. I'll just say a little story too, because, like I said, nobody fucking knows me. I don't have to say shit. Um, you know, one of the guys that I work with, he's always like falling asleep and stuff. Uh, I don't actually don't work with him anymore, but one of the guys that I was working with was falling asleep a lot, and you know, apparently has like sleep problems. But, anyways, like um, his his uh, ringtone for us, one of the people on his on his cell phone is Mr. Brownstone. So the very beginning of the song goes, whatever it does, right? And um, you could tell the song. And uh, But anyway, Mr. Brownstone. The song itself is about fucking heroin. And, you know, I think the Brownstone, it was um, some built, like these buildings in um, New York City that had brick, brickwork, right? Let me pull it up, actually, so I don't butcher the story. Uh, Mr. Brownstone. Some, yeah, in New York City, there's these buildings, right? And uh, they're like the Redstone, but they call them the Brownstone area. One second. I should have this prepared, but I'm just saying whatever. Okay, here we go. Mr. Brownstone. Mr. Brownstone is a song by the American rock band GNR, featured on the debut album Appetite for Destruction. Slash and Izzy wrote the tune while they were sitting around Stradlin's apartment complaining about their addictions to heroin, for which Brownstone is a slang term. <laughs> The lyrics make a clear reference to the tolerance that the drug causes, uh, causes. I used to do a little, but a little. I used to do a little, but a little wouldn't do it, so a little got more and more. Just get trying to get a little better, a little better than before. They wrote the lyrics on the back of a grocery bag and brought it to Axl Rose. Slash said the lyrics describe a typical typical day in the life of Slash and Stradlin, and he also states that it was the first song the band wrote after being signed by Geffen Records. So I don't know where I was getting this brownstone idea. Uh, yeah. So there's these buildings in New York City called the Brownstones. They're 150 years old, and people used to sell drugs there. Probably still do. But they're probably very expensive now. Anyways, yeah. So anyways, so Buddy's, Buddy's uh, um, uh, um, ringtone, ringtone for this person is Mr. Brownstone. And Buddy's falling asleep all the time. I'm thinking about Buddy's a heroin addict. <laughs> or some sort of opiate guy. But as I learned, leave it alone, leave it alone. And I don't give a shit. It's just like a thought in my head. I'm like, uh, I know the meaning behind Mr. Brownstone. Like, I love fucking GNR. Um, and, you know, but he has that. He's always sleeping. You just put the two, two together. Your brain's always working to put things together, right? So, and I think that's just so funny. 
anyways i think that's just interesting yeah, he's like buddy he's always falling asleep and you know uh, you know and then mr brownstone comes on he's like oh that's my dad i'm thinking like oh boy buddy's uh going to pick some stuff up and he's like oh go to the pharmacy <laughs> oh so i'm like oh and i told the wife i says do you know what mr brownstone is and she didn't know what mr brownstone meant and um I don't think most people do. It's on the radio. <laughs> it's just about Slash and uh, Izzy doing heroin, and they're addicted to heroin. That's the song they made. It's kind of funny, but you know, this, I don't. Uh, I've never actually done heroin. Thank God. I don't plan on ever doing heroin. I don't like opiates. I, I don't. I've never been on opiates. I never get hooked on opiates or any of that shit. And I don't like anybody who, who wants to do that stuff. And um, there's other ways to go. You know what I mean? You don't need to take fucking painkillers. There's all these different ones that don't get you high. And you'll be fine. And not get addicted and kill yourself. So, but um, back in the day, they used to just smack it into their, their old arms there with a fucking needle. <laughs> and it was just heroin. It wasn't all this fancy shit they got nowadays. Uh, fentanyl and whatever. So, yeah, good old GNR. I thought I'd bring that up because, uh, I don't know, I just figure I'd just fill some space here. And uh, it's already 9.26, and I've been sitting down there doing this about 30, 37 minutes. So I think I'll be packing it in soon. I'm going to give a quick rundown of some fucking shkipko. Shit kipto. Shkipto. Shit crypto? Anyways, yeah, everything's been going, um, you know, like I said, things were really volatile there a while back. And, um, I mean, I didn't give up hope. I didn't fucking take any money out of that shit. I didn't give a fuck. Um, and I should have, but things are not that bad. Like, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And, um, you know, I think the crypto is just, you know, like I said earlier, super volatile. Don't worry about it. Don't think, oh, oh, don't get into it because you heard, you know, it's a scam. Like, do your fucking homework. Everything's a scam if you really go deep enough. And um, I think in saving money and trying to invest money or whatever, in any way you shape or form that works for you is probably better than, um, you know, blowing your fucking whole money on your, on your, on your page. Every time you get paid, if you blow your money, that in those first few days... You're sort of fucked, aren't you? Yeah. And um, so when you start, you know, putting a little bit of money away, things get different and you have a little bit of playroom and you don't, and eventually you say to yourself, I don't want to spend my whole paycheck. I got to save, you know, I like to save a little bit of money to my next paycheck and to your next paycheck. And you kind of just save. So it's the same as crypto. Um, if you're just putting something in there, it's better than doing nothing. Um, I would probably tell people to honestly just, you know, put your money into a TFSA until you max that out. Um, you know, you could put, you know, you can actually do stocks under your TFSA um, if you like, but you can max that out. Um, you know, that's my goal is to max out my TFSA. Because every year you get a little bit more you can add to it. And uh, I forget what year they started that. But I think you probably get around 100 grand that you can put into a TFSA now. And that's tax-free savings. 
super important. Um, it's probably safer than putting, you know, twenty dollars uh, a paycheck into Bitcoin. For sure, it'd be better. You know what I mean? It's way less volatile. But if you're willing to take a little risk, you might get a little bit of reward. Um, sometimes, and that's you know, that volatility isn't enough. So I would say, you know, always go the best way, the smartest way that you're safe. You know, you feel safest with. And um, crypto is great. No, I love it, and you should be learning about it. But um, you know, it's, there is a lot of pipe dreams there. If you think you're gonna get fucking rich quick, you're you're, you're gonna fucking be. Uh, it's gonna be not, not that great for you. And I've never had that mentality. Well, there has been some times where you're, you're, you know, you're fucking around with a crypto and you think it's going to go higher than it does, um, you know, in the short term. But really, you have to look back and say, you know what, that's obviously not realistic. And, um, you know, you have to do things kind of slow because um, we don't have $100,000 to put into crypto for um, two hours hoping to make a little profit and um you know these are people who a lot with lots of money know how to do this so they make big profits pretty quickly with large amounts of money and um with small amounts of money it's very slow it's very slow so you know if you put 50 bucks in and your crypto goes 100 percent you're only going to a hundred dollars in total so that's not rich, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> it, it, you can see you need to put a lot into it to make it beneficial. But um, you can play these little tiny, you know, amounts and uh, buy by all the, you know, the structure of these exchanges and pay off their, you know, because every exchange takes a little bit off, you know, of your money. And uh, when you go to sell, I think it's like a, you know, there's going to be a tax on it. Anywhere from zero to fucking 20% nowadays. And, um, you know, plus capital gains on big amounts. Um, you know, so you have to be playing it smart and, um, you know, take it slow. And, you know. Don't just jump into it. Don't put thirty grand into one crypto, please. Don't um, don't put those large amounts into it unless you know what the fuck you're doing. Don't put your savings into it. Just put little amounts that you're willing to let go of, um, and um, because it's going to disappear. Like so many fucking idiots out there, like they'll buy shit and it's just gone. Don't get me wrong. I have done it. I've done it too. So, I learned. And uh, not a big deal. It's called learnings. And uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. <laughs> it's not the lesson, but uh, something more complex than if you win, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. There's a lot to it, but, um, you know, don't go and say, oh, crypto's shit, and... Because it just shows me that you have no fucking clue what the hell's going on. Every millionaire, billionaire, fucking trillionaire knows what crypto is. They exploit it. They know how to use it. It's going to be huge. It already is huge. Um, so don't go say it's, it's just a total scam right off the bat. You know what I mean? Do your research. Uh, 
Um, if anything, if you have something bad to say about it, you know, it's because you don't know a whole lot about it, and um, you know, or, or you just have the bad experience, <laughs> super bad experience that where you lost so much money or whatever. But most of the time, rich people they've already they they just they don't have to make money with it. There's a fucking strategy. Uh, there's a million strategies to these rich people to do it, and they're the ones who will feed little shrimp like us little shrimp you need those big whales to uh, feed the shrimp like us and just follow them just follow Nancy Pelosi's uh, stock um, purchases and sells good old Nancy Pelosi they sound like Trump now Anyways, anyways, it was been a good, uh, good to get the little bit of podcast in there. I'm actually gonna listen back on this, um, so so I can kind of <laughs> see if it sounds like shit or not. I'm doing it from a new phone. Um, my microphone's been sitting out for a while. I don't know if it's working good, so I'll listen to it anyway. Um, I'll try to. I'm not gonna hold to any fucking promises, but um, I'm gonna try to do some podcasts more often. Um, I don't care if anybody's really listening. You know, I, I'm paying for the, the, the subscription still. Um, why not? Um, and I'll just keep doing it and getting things off my head, get, getting things off my mind, like 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 my, my, my actual intentions of doing this all were, getting things off your mind. Um, yeah, then I think that's going to work for me. So, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. It's Tim from a Northern Perspective Podcast. Later. <laughs>